everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. Facebook Live. Welcome to Live Alive Church. I know that we have to do church a little different this Sunday because of this pandemic that's going on around our world and in our country. And I just want to thank you for listening in. Boy, do I have a word for you this morning. I just pray that God touches you right where you're at. You can just sit down. You can just eat a sandwich, eat some breakfast, eat some lunch, do whatever you have to do. But I hope you enjoy this message that God has laid on my heart for you and for us. I just want to pray in this moment and just ask God to be with me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. God, I thank you, that Lord, that you're here in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our trials. Father, you never leave us nor forsake us. And I just pray, God, that as this word goes forth that you have given me, Father, that it would touch the hearts and the lives of your people. And, Father, that you would be with them and touch them in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Uh, If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's a familiar passage of Scripture that I want to read to you this morning. And I'm believing God for deliverance. I'm believing God for peace in your life, and I'm believing God to break the chains of procrastination off of your life. This is a story that I'm about to read to you that God gave me a rhema word during a revival service that we had here at Live Alive Church, and I hope that this message speaks to you and touches your heart and liberates you from the inside out. And this is what the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting in verse 17. Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are doing and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistine. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel, the king with great and and the king will give great wealth to the man who kills him he will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel 
David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with them, with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here, David? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock. I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord has rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, and he will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. I want to preach to you today from the thought, breaking procrastination. Breaking procrastination. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. God, I thank you that your word is already anointed, and I just pray that you would anoint your servant one more time with your glorious anointing. Father, touch me as I can proclaim your word today. Father, that it would touch the lives of those listening, God, around the world. Father, I pray that your word would go forth with power and with might. God, that it would liberate us today. Father, that we wouldn't be procrastinate in the things of God anymore. But, Father, we would run to the battlefield. Lord, that we would run to the altar. We would run to your throne. Father, I thank you for the word that you have given me. Now place your grace upon me in Jesus' name. Amen. One thing that we have to learn is that God is always on time and he is always present. Because we have to realize that even when God is always on time and he is always present, it is not always when we as a people would want him to be. But the Bible says that he is always an ever-present help in the time of need, in the time of trouble. I can remember I was ordering something offline, online the other day, and and when I was ordering it, it sends you a text message on your tracking uh, to be able to track your product that you had uh, ordered online. And I remember it sent me a message saying that this 
product has been delayed due to some issues in the travel. But can I tell you that when you are praying and when you are seeking God's face, that there will never be any kinds of issues. There will never be any kinds of delays because God is always on time. He is not only always a ever-present help in the time of need and always on time, but when God does things, he is always in order. He always does things in order. God, the Bible says, is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. Can I tell you that you can have peace in your life today, that if there is things that are out of order in your life and that the enemy that has tried to come against you to oppose you and to bring fear in your life and to cause you to worry and to cause you to have anxiety, can I tell you that you can just know that God is a God of peace and that he can be for you, and if he is for you, who can be against you? God is a God of peace. You have to understand that there are a lot of people and a lot of us that are fighting giants. There's things standing in front of us. There's this virus that is going on around the world today and in our community and in our nation where it's causing people fear. And there's a giant standing in front of them and they're paranoid and there's it's causing worry and it's causing panic around our country. And there's a giants of anxiety. There's giants of inadequacy that's standing in front of all of us that we feel like we're unworthy to even stand or be in the presence of God. But can I tell you that if God is for you, who can be against you? Listen to me. We have to understand that the reason why we are fighting our giants and still fighting these giants and the reason why we haven't got full deliverance from them yet is because we're being procrastinate in the things that God is telling us to do. If you would just run and know your purpose and know who God has called you to be and know who God has called you, then you would understand the power of God that lies within your life, that you wouldn't have to be procrastinate and allow anxiety to continue to rule your life and allow worry to rule your life and allow these things to rule who God has called you to to be. The reason why we are procrastinating in the things of God is because we don't understand our potential and who we really are and who God has called us to be. Listen, watch this. How do we expect God to answer our prayers if we are not praying? That's a good one. How do we expect God to answer our prayers if we're not praying? You think God is being procrastinating and answering your prayers. No, he's just waiting on you to speak. He's waiting on you to lift your voice. He's waiting on you to worship him and honor him and glorify him for who he is. Listen to me. God doesn't have to prove himself by performing miracles in your life. And all of us have to sit back and we have to... When we, when we sit back, we're wondering, why hasn't God done anything? And God must not be real. He needs to prove himself to me. And, and, we, and we start asking for God for signs and wonders and miracles. Listen to me. God doesn't have to prove himself by performing miracles. He does that because of his grace. He performs miracles that way you can experience his glory in your life. Just like the story of Lazarus when he was laid in a tomb and he was delayed coming to uh, Lazarus and he told his disciples that he's not dead, he's just sleeping. And when he arrived there to Mary and Martha, he told them that this, this is not 
for th th that this miracle is for the glory of God to be shown upon the earth. Listen to me. Miracles, God doesn't have to prove himself by his miracles. He does that because of his grace. He Listen to me. He performs miracles so that way you can experience his glory in your life. I'm here to tell somebody that just because he isn't showing up, showing up just because you don't feel like he's showing up, just because you don't feel like he's not there doesn't mean he's not there. He has always been and will always be because he is in all, through all, and above all. Listen to me. He is the name that is above all names. There is no disease that is above his name. He's above every name that tries to come against him. He's above disorder. He's above disunity. He's above anxiety. He's above worry. He's above inadequacy. He's above all things, and he's over all and in all and through all. God is for you. Let me tell you something, that the reason why we procrastinate is because we don't understand the potential that we really have in our lives that God has given us. Listen to me. Let me break up the word potential for you for a moment. If you break the word down, it's potential. So it, the word potent is in the word potential. So when you break that down, the word potent means having great power, influence, or effect in your life. And there was somebody else in the Bible that didn't realize or understand his potential that he truly had within himself and what God had inside of him. And God showed up to Moses in the burning bush. We all know the story how God showed up to Moses and uh, how he was there shepherding sheep. And uh, all of a sudden here came this burning bush and God spoke to him out of it. And he told Moses, he said, I'm going to use you to get my people out of Egypt who are in bondage and I'm going to use you to take those people to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And God told him he was going to use him and to do that. And, and you know the story how Moses kept giving him every excuse and told God, well, God, I have a stuttering problem. I can't really speak. I can't really talk. And this is what God told him. He said, you know what? I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. Here's what it is. Knowing your potential is based off knowing that God is with you. So here's what it is. It's the power that is within inside of you. And the only power that you have inside of you is by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within you and that lives within every believer that there is. That when you give your heart to Christ, that the power of God dwells now within you. And let me tell you something. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Listen, your potential is based off of knowing that God is with you just like he told Moses listen to me he is with you in the storm he is with you during opposition he is with you in adversity he is with you when you feel like you're weak he's with you when you feel inadequate he is with you when you're struggling he's with you when you feel like you don't have any peace in your life he is with you come on somebody give him praise right there in your living room God give him glory oh my gosh God is with you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world my God, I believe that with all my heart. And you have to understand that during this story, 
that Jesse told his son David to go to the battle line and, and find his brothers and bring them this cheese because all of them were in fear. All of them were in fear because of this giant that was standing there taunting them and yelling out to them and say, come fight me if you will and, and come, come try to kill me if you can. And the Bible says that they were in fear. But listen to me, David didn't have any fear. The reason why they were the reason why they didn't fight the giant is because they were in fear of who he was. Because this is what happens is that when we are in fear, it causes us to procrastinate the things of God in our life. In other words, when we have fear in our lives and it grips us to the it will grip us to the point where we will stop chasing after God, we'll stop chasing after our calling, we'll stop chasing after our purpose, we'll stop chasing after our passion. And that's exactly what the children of Israel did. They sat there in that valley afraid and fearful, which caused them to procrastinate because they didn't understand the potential that they had with inside of them. Listen to me. The reason we procrastinate is because we have not been in preparation. Listen to me. You must prepare, always prepare. Listen, a warrior, a soldier never sharpens his sword the day of the battle. He's always sharpening it. He's always keeping it strong. He's always preparing himself. And that's exactly what happened with David as he, he went to the battle lines and he he, he showed up to his brother Eliab, the Bible says, and, and his brother said, what are you doing here? Why did you even come down here? What are you even doing? And he said, "This look, this is what he says here. He says, he says, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Listen to me. David did not come just to watch the battle. That's what they were doing. He didn't come down to watch the battle. He came down to win the battle. Listen to me. I'm here to tell somebody today, stop watching the battle because if God is for you and God is with you, you will win the battle that is at hand. I don't care what it is that the enemy is trying to hold you down to or bind you down to. If God is with you, God is fighting your battles. It's just like yesterday I was in my house with my two boys and, you know, in quarantine. And, you know, we were sitting there worshiping God and, and the song came on fighting my battles. And my little boys were running around and singing, uh, you know, God fighting his, their battles, and, and it was just a glorious moment to see as a father is watching their son, their son, his sons singing, fight my battles. And I want you to know that today that God is going before you. He is with you always through any circumstance, through any trial, through any opposition, through any struggle that you face. God is always with you. Come on, somebody. Listen, and then he gets down to the place where he says this. He says, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or bear came and carried and, and carried off a sheep from the flock. I went after it and struck it. Listen, the reason why he was able to not be scared and not to be fearful of this giant is because he was already prepared 
from what had already taken place. He already defeated a lion and a bear that tried to come against the sheep. And listen to me, that's a glorious picture of Jesus Christ as David in this scripture and as we believe uh, uh, is a pre-incarnate of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he went after the lion and the bear because there was a sheep in their mouth. Listen, when the devil tried to take you, Jesus came after you. The Bible says that he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Listen to me. David was in the midst of preparation. He was worshiping God in the fields. He was honoring God. He was preparing for the day of battle. And listen to me. There was also so a man uh, in the Bible that God had prepared because God was getting ready to bring a great flood. And he told he told Noah that he needed to prepare uh, uh, to prepare and to build an ark. And um, for his family and for him, because God was getting ready to bring a flood upon the earth because of the wickedness that was going on around the world. And listen to me in order to prepare we must be like Noah and build. Listen to me. What do you mean, Pastor Ryan? I mean, we must build our relationships with God. That's how we prepare with God and with others. We must build up our prayer life. We must continue to seek God's face day in and day out. And we must be prepared so that way when things do come up, when things do come our way, we can already know and without a shadow of a doubt have confidence in God, knowing that he is going to get us through every situation and every struggle that we face in our lives. Not only should we build up our relationship with God and with others in our prayer life, but we should also build up our devotional life, getting in the word of God, hearing from his word, knowing what his word says, getting it into our hearts, getting in it into our minds. So that way, when the enemy tries to come against us, we can surely stand here and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned for this is the inheritance of the saints. Listen, that is your inheritance that God is with you and that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Listen to me now. I want you to hear me that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm telling you, God is about to do something in your life, and I'm standing here prophetically claiming that God is getting ready to bring healing to your body, that God is getting ready to bring deliverance to that person you've been praying for that's an addiction. God is getting ready to do something miraculous in your life. He's about to open up a door you've been praying for. He's about to bring you peace because your life has been so chaotic. I'm telling you, God is about to do something amazing, and you better stand there and watch and know that God is for you because, listen to me, God always makes the crooked path straight and the rough path smooth. He He always knows what to do and when to do it. When we when you're prepared, you will, when, watch this, when you're prepared, you know the power that is in God. When you are in preparation, when you are preparing yourself for the day of battle, when you continue to prepare and build your relationship with God and to build your prayer life and to build your devotional life, you will understand the power that is in God. Watch this, to move mountains and to heal the sick and to set the captives free. When you are in preparation, you will 
all of a sudden know the power that is in God and that is in your life that you know that God will fight your battles. Listen to me. We must not be procrastinate about the things of God. Listen to me because we all get to a place in our lives and I've been there too and I know you have and don't lie to me right now. Listen, I know that we all have been to a place where we know what we should do but we don't do it. We say we're going to get up and read our word. Oh, that can wait till tomorrow. That can wait till tomorrow. Oh, oh, somebody calls me and they, they say, can you pray for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you instead of praying for them right now. And then there's somebody laying in a hospital bed that you know in your heart that you should go touch them and, and, and give them a word of encouragement and, and lay your hands on them to pray for them. and But yet we still don't do it anyway. And then there's these things that we know that God has called us to and we know our purpose and we know our passion, but we've stopped it because we've been procrastinating. The reason why we haven't stepped into our full potential yet is because we have been procrastinating. The reason why we don't understand the power of God is because we've been procrastinating. The reason why we don't understand our full potential and who God has called us to be is because we have been procrastinating. Listen to me. God is not procrastinating. He is an ever-present help in the time of need, in the time of trouble. He will show up when you need him. He will always be on time, and he will always answer you when you call out his name. Listen to me. When we are procrastinating, watch this, we don't know our purpose. Listen to me. You must understand who your purpose to be and who you're called to be because God, watch this, God will not bless who you're pretending to be. He will only bless who your purpose to be. Listen to me. We must understand who we're purposed to be. We must understand that we are salt and light of the earth. We must understand that we are sons and daughters of God. We must understand that we are royal priesthood. That we must understand that we are heirs with God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. We must understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We must understand that the power of God dwells within each and every one of us. We must understand that we have promises that God has for our lives because his promises are yes and amen. Listen to me. I feel the spirit of God. I, I, I feel the spirit of God moving right there where you're at. You must understand who your purpose to be because the enemy has came to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to steal your potential. He's come to steal your purpose. He's come to steal who God has called you to be. He's come to take away your identity. But listen to me. Oh my God, if I just had 300 people who just knew who they were called to be and they knew who their identity lied within, my God, I would be able to set this world, this nation, this community on fire for Jesus Christ. Listen, we need the saints to rise up. We need these people to rise up and pray. We need intercessors to prayer. We need the fervent, righteous prayer of a man and a woman of God to continue to pray for revival, to pray for God, to move upon our hearts and upon our lives and in our communities, to break the chains of addiction, to break the things that the enemy is trying to cause us to weigh, weigh us down, that because it's the anointing, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Listen, somebody, I'm here all by myself, but listen to me. I'm getting excited, and I am and I can feel the presence of God all around me. Listen to me. I just want you to, in this moment, I just want you to just lay your hands. Lay, lay your hand right on your head. Lay your hand right on your head. Listen, the Bible says that Ruth 
anointed herself. I want you to, listen, if you have any oil, if you have anything in your house, I want you to anoint yourself right now. Listen, the Bible says that in Exodus that the children of Israel... That, that, that God had told them to apply the blood to the doorposts and that the death angel that were, was to come would fly right up, would go right up, right over them, would pass right by them because there was blood applied to them. Listen to me. In this time, in this crisis, in this pandemic, in this in this world with this coronavirus, I want you to take some anointing oil. I want you to anoint yourself. I want you to anoint your family. I want you to anoint your house. And I want you to go around and pray over your house. And I want you to uh, anoint every windowsill, every door sill. That way this, this, this coronavirus, this thing that is going around trying to cause fear in people, I, I want you to understand that if you do this, I believe that God will keep you safe and keep you protected from what the enemy is trying to do in your life. He's trying to cause fear. He's trying to cause worry. He's trying to cause these things in your life because he wants you to be afraid. He doesn't want you to understand the power that is within God and, and with you. Because listen to me, God will always go before us. He is always with us. The Bible says that when you walk through the waters, they will not overflow they will when you walk through the fire it will not burn you listen to me God is always with you my God I want you to understand that when you know your purpose you will not be procrastinate anymore when you know your potential you will not be procrastinate anymore when you pro continue to prepare for the things of God in your life you will not be procrastinate anymore so let me pray for you father in the name of Jesus I pray right now God that that you would break every train every chain of procrastination in our lives father i pray that when you speak to us and you you tell us to do something, that we would run to the battlefield, just like David did in the scripture. I pray, God, that we would run to the battlefield, just like David. God, that we would run to your to the altar, that we would run into your presence, Father. And God, that we wouldn't be procrastinate, that when somebody says, Pray for me, that we would pray for them right then and there. Father, that when that God, that when we know what we should do as far as when we should pray, we should not just put it off or hold it off and until tomorrow or read our Bible until tomorrow, but God, we would pray right then and there. Father, I, I command in the name of Jesus that every that every chain of procrastination would be broken off of your life. I pray in Jesus' name that everything the enemy has tried to come against you with, that 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 he's tried to destroy you, that he's tried to tried to to, to bring division in your marriage, tried to bring division in your home. He's tried to come against your finances. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that God will remove that spirit, that God would would remove the enemy from your life and that God would put a, a hedge of protection around you to keep you safe and to keep you protected. I pray right now in Jesus' name over your children. I pray the power of God would surround them and that he would protect them with his hand and cover him with his wings. And I pray in Jesus' name for you. I pray that you would continue, God, that you would continue to be blessed, that you would continue to have favor upon your life and that you would continue to, to give God honor and continue to give God glory for who he is in your life because it's our worship that's going to set the atmosphere. It's our praise that's going to set the atmosphere. It's our prayer life that is going to end up opening doors for our lives. Listen to me. If this message has blessed you, if uh, 
God has spoken to you during this message, I just want to encourage you to give today. Uh, you can you can text 84321 with any amount that you want to give. It will send you a text message right back. You just follow the prompts. You just hit the link. And if it's your first time ever given, you just follow the link. It will ask you for your name and your email address. And you click on which church you want to give to and just select Live Alive Church. And uh, you can give any amount that you want to give. It's just a one-time uh, uh, setting up setting up and um, if this message has blessed you I just pray that as you give today that God would richly bless you in Jesus name I love you guys take